I'm Polly. I'm a mom, a wife, a pelvic floor physical therapist, and founder of No Kegels University. I have helped thousands of women stop leaking, enjoy intimacy, and feel proud of their bodies, even after having kids. After years of listening to women wonder why no one talks about leaking, how they should properly recover after having a baby, and that pleasurable intimacy is possible, I started to get real frustrated because I believe that no mom or woman should struggle when there are answers. It became my mission to shed light on the lack of postpartum care and the lack of discussion on issues that relate to women and their health, even if they can be uncomfortable sometimes. It also became my mission to change the conversation on women's health, the pelvic floor, and more. Here we go. Episode 37, Why Should I Strengthen My Pelvic Floor? In college, I had a roommate, and she was one of those girls that had the sweetest heart. She would do anything for anyone, but some of the parts of being a grown-up, I think, got missed for her. And what I mean by that is there was always something that she was doing that was cracking us up because it was something that, even though we probably were not that experienced with she really had no idea that that was a thing. So things like locking the door and not only would she lock, not lock the door, but sometimes strangers would just come walking into our home, which of course is one of the great reasons to lock your door, especially in a college town. And we were a townhouse full of six girls. One of the other things that she would do sometimes is she would forget to turn off her car and her car would run and run and run sometimes for hours. And one of us would make the comment, Hey, did you forget to turn off your car? And she would say, Oh, it's still running. I thought I did. This one is tragic. She started having a lot of car problems And she asked us, which I don't know why she asked us. We were a house full of girls, but she asked us why or what could be going on with her car. And I said, well, you're doing all the basics, right? And she said, well, what's the basics? And I said, you know, like having your oil changed and if they recommend having the filters changed or what have you. And she says, well, all I ever do is put gas in it and I clean it. And I said, well, how long have you had the car for? And she said, oh, three years. And that's when I knew, oh my word, you haven't been changing the oil. And she said, where does the oil even go? And while this was a tragic story, thankfully she found a mechanic who was able to make those changes and she was able to move on and she probably learned a very expensive lesson, but it was one of those things that unless you had been told, why would you really know to to change the oil? And that really brings me to the phrase, it's not a problem till there's a problem. And that's exactly what comes to mind when I get asked the question, why should I strengthen my pelvic floor? And oftentimes this question gets asked more so because they 
think that because they're not having any problems in general, that it's not very important. And so today I wanted to share some of the functions or some of the things that our pelvic floor muscles do and why that's important to us. And for a quick review, our pelvic floor muscles, there's 12 in total. There's three different layers and a lot of people assume, and and I think because the models or the pictures that we've seen or the way that it's been explained to us is that our pelvic floor muscles just line the bottom of our pelvis, kind of like the bottom of a bowl. And while I am guilty of explaining it this way, because sometimes it lends us to an easier understanding of the pelvic floor when I describe it being like the bottom of the bowl, it's actually a little bit more complex. I've read some different articles and studies that suggest that it's more like a butterfly shape, that the middle kind of rises a little bit and the and the sides kind of flow out like a butterfly wing. And I know, I know I might be losing you and I promised I would never get too sciency. But the point of me telling you this is that it sits and is oriented a lot different than what we think, which again lends to how complex and intricate the pelvic floor can be. But my job is to not only teach you the things you need to know, like you know the importance of changing the oil, (laughs) I want you to know the importance of strengthening the pelvic floor. And as I'm thinking about this and saying this, if someone asks me all the important reasons, or if someone asks me what's the importance of changing the oil, I don't know if I could actually give them any good reason, except it could cost you a lot of money if you don't. That's all I know. So maybe I should go figure that out. But I think you can understand the sentiment here. So the first thing that the pelvic floor does is it helps support our organs. I like to think of this function of the pelvic floor as being the bottom of our box. So our pelvic organs, our rectum, some of our intestines, our bladder, our uterus, if we have a good, strong pelvic floor, it helps support these organs from the bottom up. And where us as females are birthing babies vaginally, if these muscles are weakened, well, now we're losing some of that support for our organs. And I don't know about you, but experiencing prolapse where organs start to fall or come near that vaginal opening, because I've helped women for so long, it's an uncomfortable thing. It's a pressure thing. You feel really limited. And so this is a really great reason to strengthen your pelvic floor in order to continue that ongoing support for our pelvic organs. The next thing that the pelvic floor does is it helps transfer load. And more specifically, our pelvis is what transfers the load. And I like to explain this as Grand Central Station. And while I know not that much about trains, what I know is, is that the trains that are coming and going from Grand Central Station, that timeline, that schedule, everything happening in a specific order needs to be happening in that specific order and being on a schedule. If there is a change in schedule, if there is something that happens at a different train station and delays that train from showing up on time back to Grand Central Station, 
or if a passenger misses their train and they hold the train, you can think of a lot of different reasons that Grand Central Station, the function of it, a lot, there's, there's a lot of moving parts there. And that's how I like to think of the pelvis because we have over 80 muscles that attach to our pelvis and our pelvic floor is several of those muscles. And if our pelvis is what transfers the load slash acts as Grand Central Station, having a good strong pelvic floor ensures or helps to ensure that Grand Central Station or our pelvis is functioning and functioning well. The next reason that our pelvic floor should be strong is because our pelvic floor helps support our bowel and our bladder function. And simply put, this means that if our pelvic floor is strong, we aren't pooping our pants and we aren't peeing our pants. And I know that that sounds very blunt and I know that there's many people that don't struggle with this, but if you look at the stats, they actually suggest that this happens having accidents or leakage of from poop or pee, it happens a little more frequently than what we might think. And I'll even add here that any loss of poop or any loss of pee is considered abnormal. So having a strong pelvic floor ensures that these things more specifically, having accidents doesn't happen. And I'll even add here too, that having good bowel movements and having good bladder emptying is also one of the things that happens. I have had many patients over the years that have a hard time being able to empty their bladder effectively and efficiently, and it's come back to improper pelvic floor function. And I've had patients that have a hard time with constipation and their pelvic floor, especially if you remember from this last month's theme of discussing constipation, our pelvic floor plays a role in us being able to evacuate or to poop effectively and efficiently. So moving on to the next is sexual appreciation. And I'll be honest with you, this is the word that shows up so much in our books and the resources and manuals that I have used with all the courses I've been to over the years. And it always makes me laugh because I've never heard it explained that way outside of these manuals. But more simply put, our pelvic floor functioning and functioning well helps us to achieve an orgasm. And while there's other parts that contribute to the orgasm, the orgasm is the strongest pelvic floor contraction that we can have or experience. So if our pelvic floor isn't functioning or functioning well, then you can see how this would easily be interfered with and or have a negative effect on our orgasm or sexual appreciation. The last one that I want to tell you about today is stability. And this is one that I don't know if I can stress enough. And it kind of is related a little bit to the pelvis and transferring load and that Grand Central Station idea. But the way I like to explain this is everyone understands the analogy of a sandwich. You have a piece of bread you have some meat and cheese in the middle, and then you have bread on the other side or at the other end. And if you wanted to talk about having a pelvis sandwich, you would have your hip as a piece of bread 
and your meat and cheese, if you will, is the pelvis. And then the other piece of bread on the other end is the pelvic floor muscles. And of course we have this on the right and we have this on the left. And I want you to think about this sandwich that the bread or the muscles, the hip muscles or the and the pelvic floor muscles, they are actually the most important part. I know, I know, meat and cheese, that's the most important, most important part of a sandwich. But for this analogy, I want you to think that the bread is what is holding the sandwich together, together and giving it its function. One of the ways our bones and our joints are stabilized are by the muscles that surround them and attach to them. And that's where this hip and this pelvic floor sandwich come into play that if our hip and our pelvic floor function together, which they do, that helps give stability to our pelvis. And I don't know how often I tell this story on here, but this really came to light for me when I was working with a group of athletes for a period of time at one of my jobs years ago, where I really was, (laughs) to be totally honest, I was at a loss for how to help some of these athletes because I really understand the pelvis and the hip and how they work. And I haven't spent that much time working on the shoulder or the elbow or the hand. I understand the the lower body so much better. And I was doing some studying, trying to figure out how to help these athletes. And the thing that kept coming up was the pelvis, the pelvis, the pelvis, and having really good stability there. And so rather than working on the pelvic floor and the pelvis like I normally did, I crafted up my own set of exercises for these athletes to do. And it was incredible to me to see how these athletes were coming back and singing my praises because the PRs in the weight room were going up and they were setting them left and right. The stats from their games kept increasing. I remember one one guy said that he was able to increase his stats enough that he was offered a D1 scholarship. And he was really thinking based on what his parents and coaches were saying that a D2 scholarship was probably what he would get. So it's it was things like this where me sitting down and explaining what I did to, to these athletes, they probably wouldn't quite understand. But what it came down to was these exercises where we increase the stability of their pelvic floor in their hip. And as a result, it allowed them to increase their level of, of athleticism. And I tell this story because one, I honestly believe that moms are athletes. And I know that most of the time they don't feel this way, but it's something I do wish to impress upon your mind that you treat yourself like an athlete because you typically have sometimes, sometimes not little to no amount of sleep. Sometimes your nutrition isn't great. The level of activity, whether that's physical activity, mental activity, sometimes is much higher than many of those who work a nine to five job Monday through Friday. And I encourage all my patients and all my online coaching clients to think of themselves as Olympic athletes and treat themselves that way because of everything that is on our plate, everything that's required of us. And I tell you the story about these athletes because there's some simple things that we can do that will increase your level. And I'm using air quotes here, your level of athleticism 
in order to keep up with the demands of your life. And I know you're probably going to say to me, well, I'm not pitching in a baseball game. I'm not on the football field or the softball field. It really doesn't matter. Think about the amount of times you go up and down the stairs, the laundries, the trips to Costco or Sam's Club, pulling fighting kids off each other. This is an area that I just feel like doesn't get enough magnification here to the importance of you as a mom, as a woman, and the physical requirements that your body has. And having a strong pelvic floor will absolutely help you improve all these areas. I hope with today's episode that your eyes were open to at least a couple more reasons or functions of the pelvic floor and why it's so important to have that strength. And I also hope that you will grab my new resource for you, the three reasons why kegels won't solve your problems. I had an absolute blast creating this, and I hope that you will go grab it in the show notes. And for this upcoming month, I am redoing one of my courses and adding a lot more research, a lot more exercises into it, and I'm even renaming it. It's Diastasis Recti 101, and I hope you'll stay tuned for it because the launch is coming in the next couple of weeks, and if it's something you struggle with, I hope you don't miss it. Remember, you're an heiress and a queen and everything in between. If you enjoyed this episode or even wondered if I can help you, check the show notes for more details. And to see what else I'm up to, follow me on the socials at beyond the V period by Polly. Because I'm changing the conversation on women's health, the pelvic floor, and more, I still need your help. Please subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend or two. See you next week.